please welcome Rosie Kay. Hi all, hi San Francisco. Um, my name is Rosie Kay and I am a compulsive overeater and bulimic. Uh, currently abstinent, but a survivor of two major relapses. Um, my first relapse occurred, uh, I'm gonna give a little background. Um, my first relapse can, uh, occurred about a year and a half to two years into my program. Uh, it was a bulimic uh, relapse. Um, I was weighing and measuring all my food and um, what started out is, you know, like I licked my finger, um, I would spit it out. Um, and then um, because I was weighing and measuring everything, if I uh, licked the spoon or the cup was not completely flat, I would feel guilty about it. I didn't want to, oh, I'll get to that. Um, so then I want, I would want to take care of that. So I started um, spitting out and then purging um, followed quickly thereafter. And in this instance, what I realized after not purging for um, at least two years, um, it just took on like wildfire. And uh, I was miserable really fast without any of the benefits if you will, of purging. And for me, the benefit of purging had been uh, and was limited uh, accessible in the, in the relapse of being able to go into an oblivious state in, there in order to just sort of not care about anything, pass out. Uh, if, I had, if I was able to, after I finished vomiting, I would go and you know, lay down and be able to sleep and just completely, you know, get some good rest, if you will. Um, and, uh, but man, it was not like it had been before I stopped purging. It was like, it went to complete nightmare really fast. And that's when I learned that when this, um, when the big book and the program talks about um, your disease doing push-ups in the parking lot while you're sitting in the rooms, it is, it is no joke. Um, and so I got help, uh, both within program and with a therapist and continued and was able to, to stop that after a while, um, with the grace of God and this program and why not? So my second major relapse was about seven years ago and I went into, uh, it was a compulsive eating relapse and essential to that physically, um, just like with the with the physical actions in the bulimic uh, episode was um, taking back white flour, which has a poisonous, toxic, addictive allergy of the body influence on my, on myself. I might run a crap ass program, but I'm going to be here. I'm going to be trying. I'm going to be willing. If I put that shit into my body, uh, it's like, you know, I'm done. I'm cooked. My, my brain is different. Um, I want to, you know, there's no reasoning with me. There's no sanity with me if that stuff's in my body. And um, shortly after ingesting it, you know, suddenly I'm big and bold and bad and all of my worst character defects are just, just blown up. And, um, 
And that is true. That is true for this disease for me. I can honestly say that with the with the bulimic episode and with the um, with the compulsive overeating relapse, the physical part is the physical aspects are definitely there. I'm not going to say they're not. Um, they do something physiologically to my body. I pass out with one, or I feel, you know, oblivious with one, and the other one, um, I just. I'm oblivious to everyone else, so I'm super in self. But that's the thing, is that what's common to both is a regaining of the self, the disease of self. That I want what I want. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to deal with it, so I pass out. I want um, to get along. I want. I don't want what's going on in my life. I want to eat at somebody, and flour does that to me. Um, I can do that with any food, but it won't, it won't hold and I won't believe it unless there's actually the, the allergy of the body involved as well. Um, when I don't have that stuff in my system, then I can work a program. Even if I, you know, slipped up with my food, I'm, I'm willing to come to program. I'm willing to do this. Anyway, when I got desperate enough to come back, when I, when I first came into program, I came because I came to this room because the sign over the door was about weight, was about food. And I knew I had that problem, but my life was unmanageable. When I came back out of relapse, I was in a whole different place. I was looking at uh, having to leave the word, world of extra large and go back to the big girl stores. And shit, I did not want that. <laughs> so uh, there was a desperation of a different kind and it was embarrassing to come back and I, you know, came back and I, but I came to the relapse room and somebody greeted me, somebody who's no longer in our program, but she was so sweet and she was like, hi, Rosie, you know, she hadn't seen me for a while. And I stayed for this meeting or either it was that, either it was after that, the earlier meeting or it was the next week and I came back for this. And what I heard were the, some of the readings that we do in here which are so loving and so changed my program and so changed, you know, the way that I look at things. And eventually I reworked the steps using the big book. And when I did that, but through this lens, this 12 step lens of this program being my own, of not comparing with others, of recovering from compulsive overeating and not having it be a diet and calories club. Um, I knew I was hooked for life at that point. Because I wanted what that with what was offered in that, and that was probably what was offered in my first, my original program, was love was a, was a getting out of self, um, and it's although there's those physic physiological aspects, I don't want to you know negate those that you know I have an allergy of the body, and but my disease is a disease of self. And so when I work with sponsees, one of the things I talk about is when you do your fourth step, one of the, you know, it talks about what was threatened in the big book. Was it your, your financial security, your personal relations, blah, blah, blah. One of the things that they, ha that they list is ambition. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm not ambitious. I don't want anything out of life. You know, I'm not like, you know, Donald Trump or, you know, a megalomaniac of some sort, you know, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I'm not ambitious. Um, for me, ambition is wanting what I want, when I want it, how I want it. 
And that means that I disregard everybody else, and it, dis and it means that I absolutely am not seeking my higher power as well. So it can be something as, as minimal as, I don't want somebody driving that close to me. I want what I want. And so I'm going to build a resentment towards somebody else. And that kind of thinking, that kind of behavior, which is opposite to what I know of, of my life here in program, is when I get into that and when I want that, that directly resulted in, in my relapses or even on a day-to-day -day basis is something I have to look out for. So while there's a, there's a physical aspect, there's a, a, a spiritual aspect, and of course there's an emotional aspect. And all these things happened. But the solve for me uh, as a 12-stepper is that when I came back in, um, I came back in because I was desperate and I didn't want to you know, go into back to Lane Bryant, but um, all of those were, are solved here. Um, number one, I commune with people who, for them, have bought into the idea, as I do, that self is just not, it's a liability. It's not something I can, I can handle. I'm just not a normal person. Brainstorming the gratitude or dubious luxury of a normal person. I'm not a normal person. Um, when I have a brainstorming grouch, I don't get mad at the person. I want to eat at the person. Um, or vomit, you know, so I don't have to deal with the person. Um, that physiologically, it's okay if I'm in the world and tell everybody, you know, oh, I don't eat that. Because there are people in the world that just can't eat that. Having a little bit is not, is not um, where some of us can go. And I can't, you know, everybody has a different plan of eating. Um, but whatever, you know, that however that manifests for you is is cool, but I'm not gonna say that it isn't a factor for this compulsive overeater. And that's one of the reasons I relate to the big book is because they talk about the allergy of the body. Um, whatever that looks like for you. And um, it is survivable. Um, just this morning, I heard, uh, I got a call that my, uh, one of my credit cards, one of my, uh, ATM cards had been compromised. There's all these charges in Bentonville, Alabama, or Arkansas, or something, Arkansas. And um, I don't get to eat over it. I get to handle it instead of just wanting to curl up in a ball and stay there. I wanted to curl up in the ball, but because I'm working a program and I don't have certain things in my body, I get to handle it versus wanting to call the suicide hotline or go and eat a second breakfast. And, uh, and so I did, and then there's nothing I can do about it. Um, that's where I am today. If you had asked me about it when I was in relapse, it'd be like, you know, fuck it, why does this always happen to me? It would all be about self. And I just wanna say really briefly that one of the blessings of being in a program of recovery, a 12-step program, is that when I, we went into shelter, Wanting to do things to be of service to others, wanting to be satisfied with what I have, um, having a plan of action to take care of things, um, all of the things, all the principles of this program just really helped me. Um, and I'm so grateful to that because, um, you know, I'm not saying I'm loving the, the whole quarantine thing. But uh, I'm looking for, you know, what my higher powers will is instead of my will. 
And the thing is when, you know, between the certain physical things I do, but the seeking my will is a really dangerous place. It's what leads me to relapse. It's what, it, it's what leads me to the brainstorm and grouch and what leads me to having a less than optimal day with my food. And um, anyway, so I'm very grateful. And thank you, Nancy, for asking me to, to serve in this way. And uh, that's all I have. Thanks for having me.